Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Before Granny gets on, I'm still in a thankful mood, as is Granny, even though she fails to admit that she's thankful for a few superstars, the following, that is, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, The Miz, definitely, you know, her favorite, The Miz, and of course, her second all-time favorite leading, Miss Alexa Bliss, who was rumored, by the way, to um, be coming to SmackDown Live, but... Let's welcome to the show the one, the only, awesome, awesome lady, Granny Hulkster. Well, hello, B-Train. Hello. Hey, uh, someone was kind enough to give me a free monster on the train. I have never, I've seen, I've seen vendors, Granny, before, but New York, holy shit. Every five, every, you're going to laugh at. But today, people apparently were in the selling mood. I got Monster offered to me. I got Red Bull. I think I'm kind of um, I'm glad they gave me samples. I'm not here. You want this. You want this, of course. Because nothing says happy B-Train, you know, like getting <laughs> six Monsters <laughs> stuffed into your backpack and, and six Red Bulls just because the poor guy was probably trying to make profit. I'm like, no, dude, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to pay you. Like here, just take it anyways. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna quit my job. I'm gonna become a new person. I was like, why every person in New York has to be philosophically inclined to tell me that you're gonna be a millionaire? Great. Um, <laughs> can you share the wealth to me and Granny, perhaps? Mm, yeah, that would be nice. You know, it'd be great. Share dollars here and there. Yes, if you win the lottery, please share the wealth with Granny Holster and good old Brian Rail, because. <laughs> We wouldn't dispute you. I mean, I, I, I got told a story that this guy was going to be the next WWE champion on the train, and I said, well, you got to start with training first. Nah, man, bump training. Vince is going to love me. And I said, okay, big fella, yeah, you, you look the part, but I just, you know, just going to leave you alone because you look like you could really toss good old B-Train through a fucking window. So he goes, oh, I'm not that mean. And I said, good, could you – um." <laughs> Could you pos- I was like, could you possibly grab a mint, my friend? Because it smells like you haven't brushed in a while. <laughs> That's kind of why I was kind of late. I was trying to get off the train with this guy, and I told him, I said, look, man, you're closer to Monster Factory. Go to that school. Danny would much appreciate if you came to his school and trained. I'm not guaranteeing that he's going to let you train there consistently, but... Anyways, folks, we're going to get right down to it. Um, oh, yeah. Format the show, new show. Okay, down the list. SmackDown Live Review in three, two, one. Dig it. <laughs>
before I get into my normally rolling into the episode, uh, did you catch SmackDown Live? Uh, bits and pieces. I had a meeting to go to last night and a couple other things. We're getting ready to boot, do our big holiday dinner this weekend at the Moose Lodge. So, like always, Granny's always busy. <laughs> but that's nothing normal. I mean, if there was a night where I actually just got to stay home and kick my feet up and be in my jammies and relax all night long, I think that there was something really wrong with me. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, um, I just want to say I'm proud of SmackDown Live roster, and I'm pretty sure um, it would mean a great deal to certain people that put the time and the effort into putting it together. But anyway, so it started off with Paige announcing – that there's going to be first ever uh, tables, ladders, women's tables, ladders, and chairs match. And it began, of course, you know, Charlotte Flair and Becky, <clears throat> they're not exactly the best of friends anymore. And it was great seeing those two go out. I love me a good old fashioned brawl. And um, Becky said to Charlotte, you just channeled me. Thank you, know, for what I've been trying to, trying to tell you for the last three months. And Charlotte said, I wasn't channeling you, and thank you for ripping off my father. So there's a lot of exchanges back and forth. There's uh, uh, probably the most promo heavy that SmackDown Live has been in some time. But, Granny, I was so happy to see a good old-fashioned cat fight. I mean, Bandy Rose, yeah. the Iconics, and Sonya Deville – and then you had uh, Naomi <clears throat> come out with Asuka, Carmella. I believe, let's see here. I have it right here. Naomi, Asuka, Lana, and Carmella. Zelina Vega was also with uh, Mandy Rose, which, again, folks, Corey Graves has an unhealthy obsession. And, I mean, I've seen people be creeps, but, Corey, good God, man. Wife and kids. Wife and kids. You guys are probably getting a laugh because you're like, it's gimmick. Really? Because it seems like you have kind of a Jerry Lawler perversion going on there, man. Yoo-hoo! Is the only thing missing from you. Anyways, <clears throat> I digress, as normal. They had AJ uh, Styles, <clears throat> and they were promoting, you know, the fact that he's going to respond to Daniel Bryan. Uh, the Usos had a match. They had a match against the bar, and, boy, Granny, I don't know why you... He would, you know, poke the bear, so to say. Cesaro poked the bear, all right. Um, <clears throat> they showed earlier footage of the bar getting upset with uh, Big Show for not being there during his match, or their match, versus the New Day, you know, Thanksgiving. I don't know what they're complaining about, Granny. They got free food. Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I mean is, Seamus got a turkey slammed upside his head, and well, you know, after oh my. That, that probably would have taken. Yeah, I I would have taken that to an account, and then they they claim that the Big Show was sleeping <laughs> on the job, and Corey Graves, of course, is well. Narcolepsy is kind of it's not an uncommon thing among giants. Graves, good lord, man, your one-liners are brilliant, and I I love I love some of the stuff you say, and I agree with some of the stuff you say, particularly about the Miz, you know, and, and a few other people, but. Mandy Rose, that's all I'm going to say, Mandy Rose, really. Um, so the Miz, or not the Miz, the Usos went one-on-one with the bar. The bar said they welcomed competition, Granny. And you, look what happened. The Usos ended up winning because they're pretty pretty much when, you know, one of the sound tag teams aside from New Day on SmackDown Live's roster. So that match was highly interesting to watch. The Usos are <clears throat> great tag team, I believe. Let's see. Okay, The Miz and New Day were backstage, and I laughed my ass off at New Day simply because I, I just don't think there's ever a dull moment with those three. You just can't. Um, they were back there talking about The Miz. You know, he – they said, where were you? At least we won our match. Your match didn't even count. And, um, well, Granny, it was kind of funny to hear Big E 
start reciting lines from the newest Marine movie, and Xavier and Kofi look at him and say, like, wait, wait, hold up, wait a minute. You're a closet Mariner? <laughs> oh, my. That was just – that's why I was like, wow, um, wow, you two. Like, way to put Big E on the spot. Then the second match was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Before Rusev could even get settled into the ring, Shinsuke just goes crazy, starts kicking Rusev from behind, and, you know, no contest. The match ended in a no contest because Nakamura had, as uh, Tom Phillips put it, no intention of competing. All right, the good stuff. Ah, yes, Jeff Hardy's 20th celebration. Now, Granny, it's very rare now that a wrestler stay in a business for longer than 20 years, although The Undertaker, Kane, I guess you could count Hunter and Sean and William Regal. But active wrestlers, okay, I guess you could count Hunter, Sean, Undertaker. But Jeff Hardy has been through a lot, folks. Uh, most say with his personal demons, you know, with alcoholism and being arrested for, you know, DWI, driving while impaired. But he's managed, folks, to stay the course and give us fans some really good matches with his brother, Matt. I've met yes. both of them. I'm pretty sure, Granny, Granny, you've met Jeff and Matt probably. I've met, I, no, I, I've met Matt. I had never had the opportunity to meet Jeff, but I have met Matt on a couple of different occasions. So, Very nice gentleman. You know, they, Matt can actually, folks... He's one of the few wrestlers that can uh, sew gimmicks, make gimmicks for wrestlers. That's how the Hardys uh, broke into the business back in 1994, and they were wearing all pink. And the story goes, you know, that they didn't have much. They were just living on the road. And the Hardys, back in 98, when they debuted with handsome Doc Hendricks or Michael Hayes, who is one of the senior producers and writers, and promo approval people He saw something in Matt and Jeff You know they were just catching on like wildfires And Jeff was honored through his career You know he, he won the Intercontinental Championship He's won the Tag Team Championship Several times <clears throat> <clears throat> He was in the very first TLC match Which now it's a pay-per-view folks So Jeff can take claim to that um, There is something that happened During said segment Samoa Joe, I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about a guy that likes to push the envelope, a guy that interrupted something so sacred as the 20 years, and Jeff, Granny, said, no, it's okay. Let him say what he has to say because I'll be here. I'll still be standing. You know, if you want to fight, let's fight right now. And Joe was walking to the ring, put his microphone down after he just said, you know, I would – I was." thinking about pops and bottles in the back but then I thought probably shouldn't be a good idea since I'm going to be popping in front of you and you and alcohol don't mix you see oh folks why I like yeah yeah Joe they they do this shit with him because they know that it works and ebbs and flows and that's what gets people attention so if you guys want or if you get okay now I'm getting some questions on Wrestle Underscore Red. Don't you think that was over the line? Yes and no. No, because I know that this stuff is not, you know, he would not really do this if it were like a Hall of Fame or if it was, you know, there was some kind of angle on it. I just like the fact that they fucking pushing the envelope on SmackDown Live, whereas Monday Night Raw was so bad, folks. It made Granny turn off the TV because you know, they don't, it's not they don't push the envelope, they're not giving the fans what they want, but I, again, there was a battle royal, folks, for the number one contendership to be added to it as a triple threat, as Paige put it, so you had Zelina Vega get eliminated first by Lana, you had Sonya getting eliminated by most people, Mandy, granny, she tried to grab Asuka by the foot, and Asuka just promptly smiled, looked at Sony. I mean, Naomi was in there, too, as well. Um, you had Carmella. Asuka was like a Japanese buzzsaw, no pretense from Tajiri. But, Granny, um, I hope 
know, she, even if she doesn't win the championship, at least they put Asuka back in the title picture. That's true. So, folks, if you're the type of fan that, well, she should have the championship. No, that's not how this works. And I, like Granny and I say all the time, we are not promoters. We are not bookers. We are just fans. I formerly worked in the business. That does not mean I know everything. Granny has been around a lot of the, you know, the business, you know, from years past and now. So she can tell you she doesn't know everything either, but we appreciate the you know, little fandoms that are coming through our inbox right now at Russell underscore radio on Instagram. I'm surprised you guys are up this late, although it's morning in the UK. So what's up, guys? What's up, United States? What's up, India, Latvia, Australia? I'm glad to see you guys came back onto the fan base. And speaking of Australia, tonight, Granny, was a special night for – we're going to transition out of SmackDown Live just for a minute – to cover some of the NXT happenings. I tell you folks, I'm going to get Granny hooked on NXT one by hook or by crook. Little by little. I'll send her <laughs> YouTube clips if I have to, man. I will. But uh, Yes, NXT he will, fans. UK, he, will do, he will do that. <laughs> I will do. I will send. I will send and I will send. NXT UK was how do I put It was something that Okay, here it is. I'm going to read NXT UK, and then I'm going to read the U.S. version because I know Granny is going to be like, I now know what you're saying about the villains and Undisputed. They're not a War Games, Granny. Those those men did not – they're not going to return the same, and we know what War Games entails. But anyways, i got to – so Joe Coffey um, versus Sid Scala. Imagine Paul Puerto Rico, Granny, in British form, if you will. But oh he was unable to compete, and he found a suitable replacement for him, and this suitable replacement goes by the name of Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, uh, folks, is your blonde hair, brown eyes, you know, a handlebar mustache. It's as if time stood still when it comes to NXT UK, and they really – touch base with submission style wrestling, chain wrestling. Uh, Tyler Bate, the match ended up in a no contest because the Coffee Brothers had to have interference until the fans in Birmingham, they were chanting, Bruiser Wait, Bruiser Wait, and Granny, this guy, Pete Dunn, and I say this, he is like a young William Regal combined with Triple H, combined with Arn Anderson because the way this guy does knee drops and spine busters and bending the limbs back, you would think that William Regal and all those guys I just listed channeled themselves into that. So what I'm saying is I can just see it now. The coffees and Wolfgang are going to go three on three when Trent Seven heals, or when you know Tyler Bate and them are at a hundred percent. But I thought it was a decent back and forth match until, like I said, the Coffee Brother had to get involved and tried attacking them again. <clears throat> There's another wrestler, Granny, that's really cool. It's like like um, you remember a wrestler by the name of Psychosis or Juventud Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Ligero Ligero is from Leeds, and he. Face off against the hometown boy Dan Maloney and Ligero won. It was a really cool finish. Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan, which his it, Amir Jordan's theme is really fun to dance to. It's kind of like someone from Bangladesh just dancing down the aisle. But uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson were their opponents. And Granny, Zach Gibson is so bad because fans just don't like him all the way around in the U.K., and in Birmingham, it was hilarious to hear Niall, or Nigel McGinnis say, if you see Zach Gibson, take your shoes off. He stinks so bad, take your shoes off. They're, it's so funny to hear them chant that because they actually, Granny, believe it or not, they take their shoes off. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord. So, Nigel, love you to death, sir, Sir Nigel. He says, 
Well, it's in Birmingham. What a foul stench in the air this must be. Putting them back on. <laughs> Her Majesty will take <clears> offense. <throat> it was so funny. I was like, wow, I think we found the English version of Corey Graves. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? We don't know. <laughs> um, okay, only time so, will tell. <laughs> yeah, only time will tell. Um, the finale, Granny, they had a NXT UK women's tournament or women's yeah championship tournament, and surprisingly, I was I thought for sure that Tony Storm would have defeated Rhea Ripley. I think she was hurt. Maybe that's why she lost. I don't know, but she's trying to go for Storm Zero, and then Rhea Ripley picked her up and gave her the rip cord or whatever it's called, and. Um, she is the she is the first woman in history, or not first woman in history, but the first NXT UK champion ever. So congratulations, Rhea Ripley. You know, Triple H came out and congratulated her. Johnny Saint, the NXT UK general manager, came out and congratulated Rhea. She had to go through three other women just to get. <clears throat> that opportunity. Um, so, congratulations again, and mad props to NXT UK. You are doing a phenomenal job. Love you to death, people. Um, now, Angel Fishes. NXT on the American side of things. Danny Birch and Orny Lorkin. I. I don't know what to say. The match versus the Mighty was okay. But Granny, you know, okay. There was a few promos back and forth with Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, and Kyrie Sane, who happened to face one of Ronda Rousey's best friends, Shayna Baszler, at a TakeOver War Games. Okay. Vanessa Bourne, Granny, if you, uh, do you remember, I know you remember Sensational Sherry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Vanessa uh, Vanessa Bourne looks a lot like Sensational Sherry. If you um, <laughs> if you look at the two and compare and contrast, yes, one had more makeup than the other, but the hair—they're almost exactly the same height too, which is scary. Um, she wrestled against Mia Yim. Mia Yim ended up hitting her finishing maneuver. Looks like the Giordanzo, but it's. Really, really interesting maneuver. She just puts her foot up and she just goes, falls back. Anyways, <clears throat> Candice Ray, Johnny Gargano's wife, was avoiding media simply because they asked her granny, do you think Nikki Cross ruined your guys' life? Do you think Nikki Cross <laughs> is the reason why your husband has been on a losing streak? And I'm like, Nikki Cross could ruin anyone's life, but she'd make mine, you know, all sunshines and daisies. I, I say that, fans, because I tend to get along with people who are not normal. And Granny finally saw Nikki Cross. I did. Yes. Now she knows why I love her so much. Because yes, I do, Betrayed. <laughs> yes. Nikki's because off she her definitely, rocker. She definitely is off her rocker. Now, you, I'm not saying you're off your rocker B-train, but that girl, I boy, I tell you, first time I saw her, when she made her debut, I was like, now I can understand what B-train sees in this girl. So, <laughs> I, I, I just find her fascinating because the only sanity, like back in NXT, Granny, she would, anything that could walk, she would just want to fight. I'm surprised her and Ty Dillinger haven't had a match. I mean, I'm pretty sure it'd be <laughs> lopsided and Ty would win, or you never know. But anyways, so they were asking her, Granny, and I'm just thinking, well, why isn't she answering? Maybe she's turned into her husband, who does phone promos with selfie sticks. I am referring to Johnny Gargano. Anyways, <clears throat> the main event, Granny, was amazing. It was Keith Lee... There's a former NFL, or not NFL, yeah, he's an NFL prospect, but he got hurt. Keith Lee Granny is six foot eight, <clears throat> and, he, and he weighs 376 pounds. Wow, that's a big guy. Lars Sullivan, 
Lars Sullivan, the free agent that you see on TV, you know, that Stephanie and Shane are wanting, same height, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Okay, he's 348 pounds, and it's like, man, these two behemoths, these two Mack trucks are going to go at it. And I tell you, the reason why I put the title as Mama F and Mia, NXT continues its Midas touch, and SmackDown Live gets it. Because, like I said, when you pine for watching shows in wrestling that actually you can, you know, get behind as a fan, watch over and over again, like pay-per-views such as Evolution, or I've watched NXT War Games like three, four times now because it was that fucking decent and amazing. Folks, I also go back and watch TakeOver Brooklyn, not just because of where I'm from, but because the validity, the value of that version of wrestling is what I look for. And it may differ what Granny looks for, but I'm telling you, if you want to be 100% happy behind what you watch in pro wrestling, NXT is one avenue, then Wrestling Revolver, then you know Ring of Honor, then CZW because some people can't get enough of wrestling, New Japan, but Lars Sullivan versus Keith Lee. I've never seen two 300-pounders pick one another up as if it were something that, you know, it came with ease. And I'm like, wow, if Granny saw this match, her eyeballs would pop out of their sockets because (laughs) I... I've never seen anybody manhandle Keith Lee, Granny. This dude is a big old boy. He's 300-plus pounder, and it's like, man, I've seen battle royals with guys that size back when I was a kid, like Tugboat and fucking <clears throat> Earthquake, and that's, you know, those guys, but I've seen guys like that size on a live TV show, on a live wrestling show, go at it as if, you know, they were just cruiserweights. I mean, for a guy, Granny Keith Lee's size, he's a big guy. He's got some bulk to him. He did a suicide dive. Not a suicide dive. I forget what the move name is. But he did something that a cruiserweight would do. And he's a big guy. That's why I guess WWE paid attention is because he was – doing moves that Rey Mysterio would do, like planchas and moonsaults and corkscrews to the outside of the ring. Lars Sullivan's no joke either, folks. This man parallels Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman's seven feet tall, or seven feet two inches to be exact. So no wonder Stephanie McMahon wants a hold of uh, Lars Sullivan because this guy... He's no joke, folks. I mean, he put up a really, really good fight against uh, Aleister Black, who, Cranny, I'm going to mention this. Aleister Black, if he ever gets to uh, one side of main roster, that side's going to be very, very fortunate for Survivor Series next year. And I say this nicely because if you saw uh, NXT TakeOver War Games, in L.A. Aleister Black just picked up Johnny Gargano, Granny, like he was nothing. And uh, he has a move called Black Mass. Kicked Johnny once, knocked him out. Picked him up with his foot. Kicked him again, Black Mass. I think it's safe to say when someone was, when someone asked him, is this the end of revenge? For you, is this the end of your terror, your reign of terror against Johnny Gargano? And he looked at the interviewer and just said nothing because he saw Johnny's wife standing right there. The backstory, Granny, about this is Johnny Gargano attacked Aleister Black before Takeover Brooklyn, so that he himself could get an opportunity to go one on one with Tommaso Ciampa. But like I told you. Imagine losing a fight to someone with your hands when his hands were tied behind his back. Not once, but twice. So him taking out Aleister Black had no fucking oomph behind it. 
if he would have won the NXT championship, sure, his story would have had a happy ending and not some nightmare that he uh, created for himself. And Granny, I'm telling you, wow, NXT is really heating up. Because some people say, well, it's not as fun as it was without Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe and all them. I said, look, we realize that they're on main now, but I still like NXT because it's kind of a uh, relief from the real world. Because Raw, Raw is kind of like that... How do I put this, folks? We're going to... I haven't done this in a while, but on this show, yes, I am going to start this tradition again. You want to get inside my mind? You might need a you might need a pen, pad, and paper because I might treat you all like my natural born awesome fucking therapist. So, buckle up, fuckers! It's about to get off the rails, uncensored. Dig it. <laughs> crazy this is the advertisement if you would like to join a wrestling school do so today invest in yourself plain and simple go to monsterfactory.org of course that's where i'm from no i'm not from jersey but it's closer you know whatever go to monsterfactory.org because the super camp is coming up december 15th i believe the tickets are sold out or they might have some open spots you never know Invest in yourself. Make your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler, referee, manager a reality. Again, I'll repeat those three words. Invest in yourself. For those of you wanting to fight the good fight against cancer, there are all kinds of new websites popping up. SusanGComen.org. Find or Cure for Connor's, you know, pediatric cancer. The story of Connor the Crusher is a very heartwarming one, folks. Donate. Be anonymous, do whatever you have to to fight the good fight against cancer. My motivation is my father, who was diagnosed with prostate cancer. So he's fighting the good fight and, you know, doing the best he can. Also, folks, if you'd like to make your child's wish come true, go to makeawish.com. Make your child's wish come true by typing in the name of the superstar, random NBA, all-star, NHL, all-star, whomever they want into that. Enter that name today. It could be Randy Orton. It could be, hell, it could be Wayne Gretzky. You don't know. But make your child's wish come true by visiting makeawish.com. For those of you wanting to sign up for the network, it is free your first month. If you don't have a debit or credit card, you still need a valid username and password, which includes an email and a password. So what I suggest, is you get your first month free. The preloaded card can be found on the shop. <clears throat> With standard shipping is six ninety nine. Other shipping is eleven ninety nine and <clears throat> next day shipping is twenty one ninety nine. You can find your preloaded cards at twenty nine ninety nine plus tax, which is thirty two at your local GameStops, Dollar Generals. Best Buy is Walmart's and seven eleven. All right, folks. That does it for the advertisements. <clears throat> To create an escape for wrestling. You know what I say? You know what I say? Watch what makes. And SmackDown Live does it for me. WFC does it for Granny. WWE or, you know, wrestling in general. It's a form of creating some kind of world that's, you know, one that makes us happy and one that doesn't stress us the fuck out. Because I know 
my brand of choice or brands of choice, NXT UK, NXT US. They might have an NXT Japan. I'm not sure, sir. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the whole booking situation there. But I would be glad to see it. That's for damn sure. But Granny, I mean, it is what it is because not a lot of times that we turn on wrestling are good times. Sometimes it's like, oh goody, promo land. Hi. Boren Corbin, how are you today? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I I I was talking to my son, um I believe it was yesterday and um before we did the show, you know, yesterday afternoon and I said, yeah, I said I could see me, I could see Granny at a at a WWE event getting a a Boren Corbin chance started. <laughs> I thought he was going to die laughing. He says, oh, that would be funny, great mom. You know, that would be funny, you know. And, of course, he still calls me mama villain, but, you know, that's okay. I mean, whatever makes the kid happy, you know, even though I don't, you know, like the name, but that's okay. You know, he's still my son, and I still love him. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, I could I could see Granny, you know, but my my luck, boring Corbin would probably have security escort me out of the building or something, you know. So I don't know. Well, but you know, I Granny, I I remember, huh? Uh, Granny, I, I was gonna say like, I uh, I started the chant uh, at Barclays Center. Where's your briefcase? Yeah. And I just, I just remember, you know, there are times that uh, <sighs> you sigh and say, okay, it's going to be better. Yeah. And, it has to get and, better. <laughs> it, it's going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> if they, uh, my philosophy is. Raw really needs to take note of what SmackDown Live is doing. Now it's going to be more action. Gee, it took you guys how long to come up with that format? I mean, it's been a show since you've been around since 93. You'd think you'd start giving the fans what we wanted, which is less talking and more in-ring shit and less more time action. on action. <laughs> three, three hours, Granny? I mean, I... Me and my friend, you know, we had a hard time staying awake on that shit. We really did. Well, I, I, you know, I saw something on Facebook the other day, and I'm sure that this is not real, but the link or the picture or something was showing Raw in 2019 going to five hours, and I pray to God that that's not true because... <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, I I I wouldn't probably stay up that long and, and watch it all if it was five hours. But you know, um, so I hope that's not true. I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe somebody was just doing it as a joke. I I I don't know. But you know, I thought, oh my lord, you know, five hours worth of raw. My God, what are they going to do? You know, I mean, if they had it on for five hours, I I think that's just a little crazy. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was like... I think I saw something like that, and I said, okay, um, I will not even consider a chance. I mean, if they got Stone Cold Steve Austin showing up on the show, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch that show. We're so picky now as fans, folks, for a reason. It's because... My God, we've been through WCW, WWE, Monday Night Raw, you know, Monday Night Nitro. ECW at one point was trying to go through the Monday Night Wars with both companies. But what I'm saying is, to find the happy place, Mama F and me at NXT just continues its golden touch. There's a lot of class alumni 
from NXT on Maine, Ruby Riot, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, um, Sasha Banks, Samoa Joe. There's a lot of people that have graduated from NXT and made names for themselves. And it's very easy for me to relate to these people because I just got sick and tired of being so cynical about one show. It's like, man, this sounds like the fucking same. So got to find something positive from from the E, as most people call it. So it's either, okay, I can report to you what Ring of Honor is too, sir. It's just um, I do realize that Punishman Martinez left and that the Young Bucks may be on their way. Might be, it's just rumors, but those guys, Granny, made a lot of money outside of, uh, they go outside of their comfort zone of Ring of Honor, which, I mean, Kevin Owens did, Adam Cole. Well, I remember um, Kurt posting something the other day, you know, mentioned he, I, I don't remember it word for word, but, um, you know, he was talking about WWE and then he was talking about the local indie shows, you know, and I had made a comment about, you know, I so love and support, you know, the local indie shows. I said, I've only been to one WWE show in my whole entire life as a wrestling fan, you know, but I, I enjoy, Watching the independent shows I mean I you know Where I met Matt Hardy at I met Matt Hardy through traditional Championship wrestling when it was running in Arkansas That's where I met a lot of Big name stars The Rock and Roll Express um, Jim well of course I I met Hacksaw Jim Duggan At other wrestling shows besides CCW Um, Of course I got to know Bobby Eaton through TCW I You know um Diamond Dallas Page, Mickey James, you know, I, I met, you know, Tommy Dreamer through TCW, you know, and everything. Um, Tracy Smothers, um, of course, you know, I mean, just, you know, I'm just trying to throw names off my head, you know, with Rock and Roll Express, you know, through TCW. And um, it was just, I, that that was a fun time for me. I mean, I really, I miss, I miss those days. And, and they still show the old reruns of TCW down in the Little Rock area, you know. And even to this day, when even when I was working, I had somebody come up to me one day while I was at work and said, "Hey, aren't you aren't you Granny? Aren't you that lady in the yellow shirt on TCW?" You know. And I'm like, um, "Yeah," you know. So um, I, I I miss I I miss those days. You know, we we had a lot of fun at those shows. I I really enjoyed those shows. So, there's just give me a good give, give me a good indie show. Give me a good indie show any day of the week. You know, and um, I'm and Granny's a happy person. You know, so everything I believe that you know it needs to be said like. Every time someone says, well, I hate this show, I don't want to be around it, well, then here's what I got to say. If you aren't a part of the solution, then you're a part of the problem. If you don't, if you like bitching and moaning about Raw, for instance, or SmackDown Live, or NXT, whatever you, you bitch and moan about, never really going to truly be happy in professional wrestling. So, like, Oda Real, the reason why I'm trying to stay positive about something, you know, WWE is because so many, so many people are hating on it. And it's just getting to the point where, and I, you know who you are, and it's okay. We're allowed to hate. We're entitled to feel obligated to report to you guys what you know is going on in the world of professional wrestling. I would love to sit here and discuss you know the Briscoe brothers and Hangman Page and Joey Janela and all them. But um, see, the thing is, guys, I can do that my solo podcast. You know, on Monday, Off the Rails Uncensored Part One. 
yes, I know I keep introducing new shows and, and doing all this, that, and the other, but I, for one, Granny, we have turned into a society in which relies upon our phones. I have to because I'm literally, I've had four eye surgeries and I've had to rely on things to help me see. Anyways, we've turned into a society that believes, okay, this wrestling is the shit. Therefore, if you speak against it, we're going to just get our pitchforks and, and torches and say, oh, yeah, well, he only talks about world wrestling entertainment. It's my show, bitches. And I'm going to say exactly what's on my mind. So be fair warned. For those of the people that sit there and confine themselves to just loving the local scene, there's no problem with that because you don't have to go far. I ain't, you know, hating on that at all. What I am concerned about, though, is if you guys are confined to just one set of wrestling and then you go out and say stuff like, well, WWE fans are so unrelatable because they don't know what good wrestling is. Okay, so, you you know, what your version of good wrestling is is going to be different. And what Kurt was trying to say was, how do you know what you're going to not like without even attempting to go to your local indie wrestling? Like, guys like Kurt are trying to cut their teeth. They're already cutting their teeth in the business already. They're already sacrificing a lot. To be away from their family, to be away from their, you know, spending time with their friends, you know, they could be at home watching TV. We could be at home watching TV, folks, but as a former performer myself, I can sit here and vouch for what he's saying because you never know. You might like it. It's it's like um, if I took Granny to her first NXT event, she, you know, she may not have a clue who these people are, but if she says, okay, yeah, I will, I'll watch it with you, B-Train, I'll, I'll give it a shot. That's better than, oh, no, I don't, I don't like it, that's crappy indie wrestling guys, they're just trying to, trying to make it, I don't want to see him, that's crap. I would have said, okay, fine, whatever, you know, I'll just go by myself. Okay. See, I would be, I would, I would be willing to, I would be willing to do that just because I like wrestling. I mean, you know, yes, I mean, I, I hope at some point in time I can make it to another WWE event in my life. You know, if I do, great. If I don't, hey, so be it. But, I mean, I love wrestling. I mean, I, I love to watch it. I love to interact with it. I love to, you know. And that's kind of like what I love about the indie so much because I can have that interaction, you know. Yeah, occasionally if you're at a WWE event, you know, you might be lucky to have, you know, somebody come by and high-five you or, or, you know, come by. You might be lucky and have Bailey give you a hug, you know, if you're, you know, if, if you're lucky, you know. If you're lucky enough to be close enough where you can have that interaction. You know, but I mean, that's what I love about the indies because I get that interaction with the wrestlers, you know, and and even even when TCW was running, I I still got that interaction even with some of those big names, you know. I mean, I, and I love that, you know, and and that's always been I've always enjoyed that, you know, so. I mean, folks, you've got to give wrestling a chance. I was guilty of it in my 20s, thinking, okay, I know a lot of sh- more shit than most people, you know, leads the eye, whatever. I never realized, Granny, just how you got to expand your horizons. You can't just be one singular fan base, and I say this all the time. If you really truly enjoy the sport or the Ragnarok of professional wrestling, that is professional wrestling, you either go and jump on the other side, folks, or you actually know what it takes, what it entails, what it, the sacrifice that is that are going to be in 
eyeing ahead of you as a performer. But as a fan, you really – some people like to categorize this as telling them what to do and how they should be. No. You can't just be cynical all the goddamn time. And there was one example of that at War, uh, TakeOver War Games, the first one, Granny. There's a guy sitting behind me, and I was jokingly saying, well, this is you know much better than uh, John Cena or whatever it may be. And I was like, okay, um, uh, whatever. And I ignored him the first few times, and the second few times that he said, man, this is better than uh, John Cena, yada, yada. I said, look here, motherfucker, this is NXT. John Cena has nothing to do with NXT, okay? Now, if you read Daniel Bryan's book, it says Cena gave him a lot of tips on how, you know, the crowd reacts because it's extremely hard to please you guys nowadays. It's not easy getting, you know, putting together a show, although... Raw does need some fucking tips. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, the lucky stars above. They are shrinking it down to two hours. It only took them till November. But, you know, be helpful, be suggestive, instead of completely being on edge about everything, like that idiot from Houston. Everything out of his mouth, Granny, was, man, F Cena this, F Cena that. Okay, look, I ain't the biggest John Cena fan either, but Jesus Christ, man, there were kids in our row. You really think that that's a great idea to drop F-bombs at a show? I don't care if it's NXT or not. Uh, When there's kids in the row, you either cover their ears or you shut your mouth. And anyways, the pointless, um, the moral of the story is, like you, you've got to be able to find stuff or something that makes you happy, whether you're going through depression or whatever you're going through. When it comes to watching wrestling, you're not always going to get the top-notch five-star matches that you know you saw 20 years ago or 30 years ago. What you are going to get is a form of entertainment that takes you out of that comfort zone at first. That you normally are in your your normal routine of living, and you're going to say to yourself, wow, I'm glad I gave the Indies a chance because WFC, I was kind of like, what is WFC? Oh, man, I tell you, um, not just them, but New Breed, uh, CEW, there's there's a lot of groups that I had never heard of before. Uh, 3X, I kind of heard of, not really, until Kurt had wrestled in there. But like he was saying, folks, give wrestling that you have not seen a chance because you never know you could enjoy it. Um, Granny could enjoy her very first Ring of Honor show or NXT or House of Glory. She'd be happy to see a wrestling revolver show with uh, Tommy Dreamer occasionally showing up. It's You never know who's going to show up at a Revolver show. There's Zachary Wentz, Zack Sabre Jr., which I find interesting. You know, he's facing out with Jeremy Graham. It's been a long time coming for that, that match. A lot of fans are saying, well, it took you long enough, B-Train. Look, folks, I love Ring of Honor just as much as the next of you, but, God, some of you, truthfully, truth be told, you guys are snooty assholes. Okay? There, I said it. You guys turn your nose down because a WWE fan may want to know what you guys are talking about, but then you turn into complete snobby douchebags. You know, I'm just going to say it. That's why I say stick to what you know, but don't be a complete asshat about it, please. That's all I ask, which I know is not going to happen, but instead of uh, at a revolver crowd, Granny, um, I was just standing outside, you know, talking with Joseph Safakis and Michael Safakis and Thomas Pacheo, who I believe, I don't think he made that trip, but I think he, I, maybe he did. But Thomas was there, and I says, yeah, he was there. Okay, yeah, Thomas was there. And I said, are you, 
just be weary of the snobby uh, wrestling fan discussion. The guy says, is that your cane or is that your lifer? And I said, well, I use this cane to get around, sir, because I had an injury in wrestling. And it is responsible. Oh, I thought it was your lifer. Again, there's some people in this world that need to, or their parents needed to put a condom on before they made them. Three, don't be so goddamn cynical about what people watch as far as wrestling goes. Three, be happy. Is that so hard? Because, I mean, look, Granny may turn Raw back on, or she may not, but that doesn't stop her from watching other wrestling. It's not going to hinder her ability to go out and see, like, oh, yay, I found wrestling, folks. It's called WFC, where I can beat, you know, people over the head with a, uh, well, not a mixer. What would Granny beat people over the head with? (laughs) Other than my cane, you know, uh, which I don't, I I still carry it with me in case I need it. But, you know, um, I, I I don't use any weapons, you know, just so you know, fans, I... You know, because I, I, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. Granny granny knows better, you know. Now, I can't help it if a wrestler grabs my cane like Tommy Dreamer did at TCW, at the last TCW show. Can't help it if he grabs it out of my hand. You know, like, oh, hell, okay, hello. I'm not going to stop Tommy Dreamer from grabbing my cane. Like, oh, no, Tommy, you can't have that, you know. I mean, I had a tug-of-war fight with Angel Medina at Arkansas Pro Wrestling one time because he was picking on this sweet little old lady. And I told him, I said, Angel, I said, why don't you why don't you leave that sweet lady alone and come pick on somebody your own size? And we had a little tug of war with my cane, you know. So, I mean, you know, it's, um, but I don't, I don't, you know, Granny doesn't use weapons. Now, like I said, I can't help it if somebody grabs it out of my hand, but, you know. You know, folks, it, it's like this. Yes, once upon a time, wrestling actually had validity behind it and continuity in the stories. If you watch it for that reason, all I'm going to tell you is then go somewhere else. If you're watching it for uh, validity and this, that, the other, you can't. I'm not saying you can't, but it is going to be quite obvious if I to tell you this. Wrestling will always and forever be a constant in my life because there's some times in my life that I reflect back upon that really helped me like my aunt who passed away in the World Trade Center. She didn't really like wrestling, but she went out of her comfort zone to watch Monday Night Raw with me. She took me to wrestling shows. Part of the main motivation behind me telling you why I like NXT so much is because I feel that group of people, in my humble opinion, are hungry. I'm not saying SmackDown Live and Raw are not world-class athletes. I'm not saying that Ring of Honor does not have world-class athletes because they're the number one company in the world, the wrestling company that is. Number five is WWE. Is that going to stop me from watching either or? Because I'm not a person who bases my likes and dislikes off of a fucking ranking system. That's not how... Dude, Lewis, that is not how I run and operate as a wrestling fan. Okay, if I'm going based off rankings for insurance, you guarantee your ass I'm I'm going off of rankings for that. (laughs) But if... You know, if it's wrestling, I don't think I care. I don't have a ranking system. And I don't think Granny does either. No, I don't. It's just plain and simple. Like, this kid, okay, how old are you, Lewis? Okay, you're 21 years old, so let me ask you this question. You've only watched wrestling for, let's see, seven years, you said? Granny and I have watched it for years on end. 
We've been through the bad times, my friend. You think this is bad? You think <laughs> you think current wrestling scene is bad? Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, I can remember a time when there were garbage men and clowns running around in WWE. Yep. I can remember when WCW. Yeah, I can remember when WCW was running shows out of malls because they couldn't fill venues. They were losing money until, lo and behold, on one episode of Monday Nitro, started the Monday Night Wars. And I'm just not going to center around that. I mean, Ring of Honor's existed since you want to test my Ring of Honor knowledge, dude. Really? Okay, let's touch on that, shall we? Gabe Sapolsky. Gabe Sapolsky started the company in 2002. Eddie Guerrero wrestled there once upon a time. Who would Guerrero wrestled there once upon a time? Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, the Young Bucks, the Briscoe Brothers, Punishment Martinez. You want me to go on? Because I can really school you, dude, and you will not like it. Where did Ambrose wrestle other than Ring of Honor? Okay, he wrestled for WWC in Puerto Rico in 09. He also wrestled back and forth between Ring of Honor and CZW. Is there anything else you would like to test my knowledge on, sir? Hangman Page and Joey Janela. Yeah, Joey Janela pile drove his girlfriend onto, onto a top of... He piled drove his girlfriend on top of a coffin and also cinder blocks. There. I think I'm done schooling you, kid. I feel better now. You think, okay, to finish the whole thought process so I can wrap this up, if you think that professional wrestling is all about knowing statistics and knowing terminologies, it's your cup of tea, not mine. I will end the conversation if you start terminology talk with me and I don't know you. I did so, Granny, at Barclays when the guy sitting next to me in the nosebleed section was telling his girl, well, you see they have the heels with the heels and the babies with the babies. Please, for the love of Christ, do not... I mean, this may sound simplistic to get me going and get me angry, but if you start using terminologies in front of a former worker or a worker period, we're either going to do one of two things to you, laugh or just move seats, and I ended up moving seats because I'm trying to enjoy the show, not here fans, you know, version of terminology of the heels and babies and what they do and what they don't do. For real, dude, I went through training. That doesn't mean I know everything, but I do know my terms. Heel, babyface, turn, angle, <laughs> promo, comeback, shine, heat, false hope, reverse. Oh, man, that line looks pretty bad. Like, for real, do not get into... <clears throat> that's one thing I'm going to just put out there, if you are a fan, stay a fan. If you're a worker, you can, you know, have free range to discuss whatever you want to discuss as long as it's not politics, religion, or how, well, you can discuss how much Granny loves the Yankees and Raiders, but you know. <laughs> that's No, the, Granny does not love the Yankees and Raiders, but that's beside the point. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Granny loves her Chiefs and Royals, you know, so. Blasphemy, folks. She went against the wrestling Bible again, but still. Oh, well. The point, the point is, folks, if you're a worker, do what makes you happy. If you're a fan, plain and simple, <clears throat> keep with what makes you happy. Keep up with what makes you happy because with me, it's NXT, UK, NXT, Ring of Honor. So on and so forth. But if you're one of those that decides, oh yeah, it's okay, I can just look down on everything and anyone because it's my duty as a as a fan. Start using worker terminology, this, that, the other. Please, 
don't I'm gonna say the following steal and paraphrase from Danny Cage. Go fuck yourself. Okay? That that's all I'm gonna tell you is if you use terminologies in front of workers and former workers alike, we're like I said, just gonna laugh at you and just point the finger and say, Nope, not talking. Because Granny, it's happened a couple of times to me when I was in New York, not just in SmackDown Live, but outside the arena. These guys literally <clears> said, <throat> well, I'm going to – I'm good. We're going to go get Superstars autographs. Say, okay, cool, whatever. I'm not you know, interested. No, you you got to understand. It's an art form. We kind of – we're gonna wait till the police leave the leave the premise, and then we're gonna gonna hide behind whatever, and then we're gonna pop out in front of them. I said that's a quick, surefire way of getting the police called back. And if you guys did that shit to me, I would just walk away from you to create less publicity. So, anyways, folks, that does it for Off the Rails Uncensored Part Two. If you like to ask Granny any questions, feel free to message us. At Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com Russell underscore radio. And if you didn't believe in what I'm telling you that I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. I gotta sleep bitches. That's more than three words. Granny. And if you didn't like what Granny Hulkster has to say, what you gonna do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? All right, folks, tune in Monday, tune in Tuesday with awesome co-host Granny Holzer. Mama F and Mia, it's time for me and Granny to go to get our beauty sleep. All right, good night, bitches. Toodles. Personality, the cultural personality.